Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. It is April 5th, and this is your daily financial news. A couple of quick things right at the start. First, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the comments, thumbs up, and subscriptions. I think it is working. I think all of you are helping the YouTube algorithm see the importance of these daily financial news. So let's keep it up. If you want to do me a favor, just say hi or whatever you would like in the comments below. I would greatly appreciate it. I do my best to reply to each and every comment. Uh, So thank you for that. And again, like, subscribes, uh, all of that stuff would be very, very welcome. Uh, Something else that I find just truly amazing is that the followers of One Rental at a Time are amazing. Look at this creation. One Rental at a Time, Escape the Rat Race. And I just love that rat kind of chilling in a hammock, holding on to my logo, One Rental at a Time. I think that is amazing. John, thank you very much for doing this. I'm sure it took you a lot of time. I will treasure that and uh, see if my team can't turn that into some kind of hat or shirt or something. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Next up, I am happy to report that my call that the housing slowdown is coming has actually started in more and more and more and more places. Uh, I am getting these notes pretty significantly or pretty frequently from around the country and really around the world. I will read you one from yesterday. Listings are coming back. For the past few months, only five or six per month. Very high priced. In the past week, I think there have been 10 and three of them have actually been priced fairly and selling at asking price. I offered slightly above asking one on Friday and missed it because someone offered to buy as is. Just put in an offer at asking price this morning on another one couple of things. The slowdown is real. It is happening. The sudden and violent move in interest rates have pushed buyers to the sidelines. They have, um, there's so much going on that buyers, the retail, the consumer, the person that I study for 30 years is afraid. Not quite great recession afraid, but heading that way. So again, What will happen is owners will step to the side, investors, the folks that do one rental at a time, your job, learn average, write good or great offers, don't don't overpay. Some of you have been looking for six or nine months and, and are almost vibrating with excitement. Don't write bad offers. If you create an alligator, because you're just happy to get one. That's not what I want to teach, right? Good offers. The market is coming to us. It is finally coming to investors. It is going to be 10 times easier to find motivated sellers. 
Just keep going. Awesome. So, on to the daily financial news. Lots of stuff going on. Man, just lots of stuff. Larry Summers. Larry Summers is out saying the super jo- the super tight job market means the risk of a hard landing is high. This is exactly what I gave to you, I think, two weeks ago. I have a playlist called Whiteboard. And in that, I did a review, an economic review of 2022 and 2023. That's exactly what I called. The super tight job market is going to mean uh, unemployment goes down in the short term. Wage inflation gets hotter, ultimately causing businesses not to profit, causing layoffs, cost of capital, all of that. So, again, Larry Summers and I see the world the same way. The only difference is I called it two weeks ago. Again, tight jobs, wage spiral, rising rates, pop, cost of capital, and then hard landing. I couldn't agree more. Looks like there's more and more research. 1,000 economists uh, were interviewed and asked about the odds of a recession. 67% of them said it would happen before the end of 2024. I didn't even know there were 1,000 economists in the country, but apparently they reached out to them. Chief U.S. Economist Robert Dent, U.S. will have a mild recession by 2024. Um, I think 2024 is a little late. It may be identified in 2024 because, again, recessions are like the weather from yesterday. It's easy to call once you've been there, right? Recessions are a look back. So maybe it's called in 2024, but I think it happens in the second half of 2023. Also, I'm not sure it will be all that mild. Inflation is going to get worse, and it's going to have to be popped. Ray Dalio, someone that I've followed for a long time. Man, this is getting kind of gloomy. We are in for a period of stagflation. Again, in my whiteboard discussion of 2022 and 2023, that's exactly what I called this year, year of stagflation. I believe we are already in it. Slow growth, high inflation, and ultimately increasing job loss. I think unemployment goes up, but next year is what I think. Man, sorry, all, all kinds of bad news this morning. Former Fed Governor Lawrence Lindsay says the U.S. economy to slump into a recession in Q3 of this year. Lawrence, I think you're a little early. It also will depend, is it real GDP or nominal GDP? I think nominal GDP will be up only because inflation is so high. Uh, But in real terms, we are already in a recession. I don't remember the exact numbers, but, but allow me just a little latitude. I believe Q1 GDP will come in at I don't know, call it 3%, 3.1 in an environment where inflation is above seven. Kind of feels like negative 3% to me or negative 4% to me. Not good. Interesting math I did yesterday. CPI, right? We talk about cash is trash or cash is an option on future opportunity. Did you know that if CPI or inflation runs at 7.9% for nine years, your dollar, your savings loses half of its purchasing power. Ouch. Ouch. 
What the wealthy are doing, however, is they are like Warren Buffett, like Jamie Dimon. They are taking that 8% risk on cash because they are hoping to get a 25 to 30% discount in the future. This is why I took on 30-year debt. It's why I'm willing to sit on it for several years because I expect opportunities in 2022 or 2023. It is very, it's, it's very interesting right now. BlackRock came out with an interesting headline. It says, New World Order. Yes, there's lots of YouTube videos talking about the new world order. What BlackRock was saying is actually something I totally agree with. Basically, we are entering an environment of high rates. We have left the last 20 years behind of low rates. Risk capital is going to be more expensive. Uh, Allocators of capital are going to have to work harder. Uh, All of that I agree with. I believe the environment of 2% 30-year money is behind us. Jamie Dimon out saying that he believes the Fed will have to take rates higher than the market expects. Again, in my whiteboard discussion of 2022 and 2023, I said that as well. I believe rates could see 4% uh, by the end of next year, and I haven't seen anybody call that just yet. Google searches for the word stagflation are up 400%. Frankly, I'm shocked they're not up 4,000%. What else do we got? Oh, here's a question for you. What month do you think we hit 5% on the 30-year mortgage? I'm going to pick June. I think we hit it in June. When do you think we hit it? 30-year money, owner awk, 10% down, best credit. Just so you know, the last time we saw 5%... was years ago because the peak in 2018 was 4.94%. We did not see 5% in 2018. So what does an inverted yield curve mean? There are actually two running theses. First, the one that you hear most often, yield curve predicts a recession. We have talked about that on this channel. There's a very interesting counter argument to that. Some people are saying there's an inverted yield curve because Wall Street doesn't believe the Fed has a backbone and they will raise rates and ultimately cut. There are already predictions for the first rate cut in December of next year. I personally don't believe that uh, as I think the Fed has to break inflation. It's like their number one job, stable prices. But I understand where they are coming from. Goldman Sachs put out a best case, worst case for the S&P 500. If you happen to be invested in the stock market, this is what Goldman Sachs says. And this is for the end of 2022. Best case, S&P 500, 4,700. Worst case, 3,600. What is that? Like a 30% delta? That's, That's quite a swing, best case, worst case. Uh, Again, I don't have any skin in the game, but I thought it was an interesting article to read. Again, I like studying history, not because I think it repeats, but I think there are lessons to be learned. The yield curve inverted in 1973. Again, a high commodity, right, oil shock environment as we are in today. The yield curve inverted and the S&P 500 returned 
uh, fell 48% as rates went up, PEs were adjusted, earnings, all of these things. It is a very interesting thing. Don't know if you've seen this, um, I don't know, I guess I call it a podcast from Zoltan Pozar. I think that's how you say it. First, I might I might be aging myself, but wasn't there like a villain called Zoltan in some old sci-fi movie? I think there was. Zoltan. Anyways, Zoltan, he's the global head of short-term interest rates at Credit Suisse. Suisse? Credit Suisse, excuse me. He is saying we are currently experiencing Bretton Woods 3, the death of the dollar. Uh, we went from the gold standard to kind of in-the-room money to now a commodity-based system. He basically says the U.S. dollar is toast and that China's renminbi is going to take over. I don't believe it, but again, I am open to these ideas. Again, uh, Zoltan Pozar, P-O-Z-S-A-R. Forgive me if I am mispronouncing that. It's not intentional. Next up, MicroStrategies. I like following MicroStrategies. They have bought another $190 million in Bitcoin, uh, 4,167 coins. It is, I find it very interesting. They now own roughly 130,000 coins. Their average price now, 46,742. I think that's pretty close to where, where it's trading today. There was a time where MicroStrategy's entry price was much, much lower. But now, keeps keeps uh, keeps averaging up, if you will. Uh, what else do we got? I guess the last thing to talk about is Goldman Sachs did a survey of insurance companies. Insurance companies' opinions are interesting because they capture premiums and then they pay out in the future. 60, 60%, 61% of these insurers are planning for a recession in the world economy in the next three years. Yes, folks, pretty interesting stuff. Again, I want to thank John for creating this for me. It is awesome. Hopefully you can see that. I just love the rat there chilling, holding up that house. Um, a lot of great stuff, folks. So again, it's Tuesday. We talked to, uh, we should be talking with Lumberjack Landlord and Omar. Omar was off for a week as he was at a mastermind. So a lot of great discussions today. Like, subscribe, comment, leave a, leave a comment below. Say hello for the algorithm. Take care. Bye-bye.